What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Rise of the Young podcast. We have Sebastian Georgiou with us today here at the Builder Empire Studio. Pleasure to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So I know that we've been connected the last couple of months. We've been hanging out now a lot since we moved to Arizona. And I want to kind of catch people up to speed because I know we we went out to dinner one night. You were telling me your story and I didn't really know the back end of really how you became successful and now you're crushing it in the e-commerce space, which I know you're known as. But just to catch people up to speed, what are you currently working on in this day and age? So actually a lot of my focus has been um, not what I started out with, which was dropshipping. Um, so I've been focusing on software. I've been focusing on real estate. I actually have some other things that I can't go into detail about, but okay. I'll just say that I have another company. Um, it's it's a legitimate brand. We're going to have our own warehouse. We're going to have our Dang. own manufacturer. Um, and so that's going to be up in about four to six months. Um, and I can't talk too much about that. Okay. No worries. No worries. But I, yeah, I have a lot, a lot of projects in the works right now. So I'm pretty excited. That's what's up. So regarding drop shipping, I know I've, a lot of your audience that may be watching this, they may know you for drop shipping and right. putting a lot on YouTube now. But what are you at on YouTube right now when it comes to that channel in particular? Like in subscri- like subscriber count, just when it comes to like a personal branding perspective. Okay, so at subscribers um, today, I think I'm at sixty-two thousand. Um, Frick yeah. Yeah, I have about like two and a half million views, and then I have like twenty-two years of watch time on YouTube so far. That's freaking nuts. So I started my channel. Um, I think it was like. Like September or August of last year, twenty seventeen. So, yeah, okay. so it's been about twelve months since Dang. I started YouTube. That's something we're trying to do here. Build your empire, start growing the YouTube. Right. So for for everyone watching that may not know how old you are, where you're originally from, I, I just want to kind of dive into your story because I know it's insane when we were talking <laughs> at dinner. So where are you originally from, man? Okay, so I was born and raised in Detroit. Both my parents are from Romania. That's where I get my Romania. last name. Yeah, okay. that's where I get my last name from and my big nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they moved here when they were 17. They got married. I have two older brothers and an older sister. Um, my sister's a nurse. My older brothers are doing construction. Um, and so I was actually, it all started like I was, I was going to go to college. Well, I guess let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, I was born and raised in Detroit, right? About eight years ago, I moved to Arizona because my parents okay. were divorced. So my mom has family out there. A lot of my dad's side of the family lives in Detroit. So she wanted to be with her side of the family, which is understandable. So eight years mm-hmm. ago, I moved here. Um, and then, you know, fresh forward a couple of years, I was getting ready to go to college and I was like, I, I always knew cause like, well, maybe we'll get deeper a little bit later. Sure. My, my story is a little bit emotional. For sure. uh, I don't know if I want to get deep too fast, but, um, I, I knew I wanted to make a lot of money because of the way I grew up, which yeah. I'll like, we'll kind of go more in depth later. Yeah, um, for sure. I knew no matter what I would do, I would make a lot of money because of the way that I grew up, because of the situation that I was in. Um, and because of the way that my mom I don't want to say treated me because that sounds bad, mm-hmm. but like she, my mom did everything that she possibly could for me, but that, it was still tough. Like yeah. I, 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 like I'm like I'm 19, but I'm old. Yeah, you know, like sure. I'm like I'm an old soul because of the way I grew up. So I knew that no matter what I would do, I would always have a lot of money to very easily and comfortably support my future family. That's Makes what sense. I wanted. So I was originally actually going to be a neurologist. Okay, and then I decided cardiologist because okay. you know, doctors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, was, that was the path. Like go to college, become a doctor. doctor. Until what age was like? Was that like? 100% focus. Um, I wanted I wanted to be a doctor since I was like about 12 years old. Really? Or 11, yeah. Um, and I knew I wanted to make money since I was like 6, 7, yeah. 8, yeah. Um, and then I, find, I, I realized as I got older that doctors make a lot of money, you know. Um, and then that's that's what I was going to pursue. So I was actually, that's why I enrolled into college. My sister's a nurse. So I was going to follow behind her. Yeah. Become a nurse, uh, you know, kind of enter there. Um, 
And <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because the reason that all of that stopped was because of one YouTube video. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I can I can credit some of what I am today because of a YouTube video, which is actually from okay. Graham Stephan. Graham um, Stephan. You know who Graham is, right? I've heard of him. Yeah. So Graham has about 200k. I discovered him when he had 7,000 subscribers oh, on YouTube. Yeah, and he <laughs> he had a video. Um, it was a video about passive income, how he makes five thousand dollars a month doing nothing. Yeah. I watched it, and he just explained like. I just have a couple houses and I rent them out. Yep. And every month I make five grand. He's like, and then he broke it down. And I, this is what really attracted me. He broke it down. He's like, five grand a month is like like eight dollars every minute or something. Yeah. Or like no, like five dollars every minute or something okay. like that. Um, and he's like, I could be hungover. I could be swimming. I could be using yeah. the bathroom or taking a shower or doing whatever. Like having dinner with my mom. Like yep. it doesn't matter. No matter what, every hour I'll make five dollars. Yeah. And I was like. I was like, yep, that's what I want. <laughs> so that's that's when like... I mean, you were in college when you saw that video? I wasn't in college. Okay. I, was, high I was getting... Yeah, I was in high school. I was okay. getting ready to start going into college. Um, so I saw that video and I was like, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. Passive income. Residual passive income. You know, I don't have to do anything. Um, and also it comes in every month no matter what I yeah. do. So I could be sick. I could have, you know, go to the doctors. I could be at the hospital if I get an accident. No matter what happens, I'm still good. Yeah. Um, so that's something that my parents didn't have. And I didn't really know that that's what I wanted until that video. That's just so it's cool because I actually met up with him multiple times now. Really? We're, we're good friends. Yeah. I've been that's on sick. his channel. He's been on my channel. Where's he from? Uh, he lives in uh, LA. Okay. Yeah, he's that's from LA. Sick. So yeah. So then moving, moving from there, I... Oh man, what happened next? Well, I watched all of his videos. <laughs> okay, so I like watched, got attached to him and his content. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I watched. I, I left a comment, and I was like, "This was like a couple months after I discovered him." But I watched all of his videos, um, and then I made the decision that I would try real estate for one year before okay. college. And you were how old at this point in time? This was like eighteen. This was a couple months, like not a couple months. It was like. And you're twenty now, right? I'm um, nineteen. Oh, nine, so like ooh, a year and a half. A year ago? and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I um. So yeah, I decided, I think right when I, right around then is when I like, I was like getting ready to go to college. Yeah. So I think I was, at that point I graduated high school. I wa I've watched all those videos following his content. Um, and then like I was getting ready to go to college. I actually got my counselor and I got everything set up and I paid 50 bucks to enroll. Okay. And then that's, I, he, I started watching more videos and then I decided that I would try real estate for a year. Got so it. I would actually, um, I would actually spend uh, <laughs> nights. I wouldn't go to bed because I had an entire notebook. I, man, I okay. wish I could find it too. I had an entire notebook where I wrote down like how much money I would need and how much I would gain in appreciation if two years. And I, I literally learned everything about Mapped real estate. It out. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I would keep it for two years to avoid paying those taxes yep, if I rolled yep. into another property. And then I was like, okay, this is how much I'm making rental income plus vacancies plus this and this and this and this. And I had it all mapped out like pages That's and pages sick. and pages and pages. And I was like, mom, look. I was like, if I work now and save up ten grand and then invest it, I said in the next five years, like my net worth will be like three hundred to four hundred thousand. Yeah. In five years, right? Just reinvesting and being smart and saving all my money and doing everything right. I told her I was like, look, like, and that will be worth it. And because then it's like a snowball effect, yeah. right? I said, and then five more years, I'll be worth like a couple million dollars, yeah. not five hundred thousand. It'll be like five, four or five million bucks. Yeah. Whatever. And obviously, she didn't like the idea, but my mom never went to college, um, so for her, it's. She's just more like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm, she's, totally. a she's a caregiver, totally. I mean, that poor girl, you know, she's a caregiver, so she doesn't really know much or any better, um, and she didn't like the idea, she just wanted me to, to be safe, and like my sister, yeah. Yep. You know, Are like, you the youngest, or what? Yeah. The youngest? Okay. Yeah. So she just wanted me to be safe, and I was like, when I set my mind to something, nothing can get in the way. For sure. So, uh, it's funny, <laughs> it's actually funny, because you could see the, the counselor my, for, for my college, 
we were like we were texting back and forth and then i was like okay like when do i go to my first class and she like told me the dates and the and where i would go and like okay. how to get to that class and then the next text was hey i want to drop out no wait, before you went into college <laughs> so oh my god so you're so applied you got in i and applied then... i got in i got accepted i got on my class i got my schedules i did everything <laughs> before my first class I <laughs> no dropped shit. Out. so i wish i don't think i have the text with her anymore but it was funny and she's like are you sure? Question mark. Question mark. Like, and you literally was just like, I want to drop out. Yeah. Like, I was like, Hey, I think I want to drop out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, Are you drunk or something? I was yeah, like, no, yeah. I just don't think it's right. Um, and this is when you're still learning and you're trying to get yeah, into real estate, or you're already. I wasn't okay. establishing it. Got it. Got so it. I texted her and I was like, I don't want to do it. I know for a fact I'll be miserable if I went. Yeah. So I went and I got my license. Um, I I learned everything. I I, I failed my my test. I think I failed because there's two. There's a school test yeah. and a state test. I passed my state uh, my school test first try, and then I failed my state test four times for real estate, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and I think it's seventy five bucks each try. So yeah. that actually took a big hit on me because I didn't yeah. have much money in the bank. Um, so I failed my state test four times, and then in school, I, I there was a girl and she she was older. She um, didn't really. It was hard for her to learn, mm-hmm. so I helped her, and I found out that her sister was actually one of the top agents in Litchfield Park. Dang. The sister making half a million dollars a year, yeah, yeah. Uh, selling real estate. So I said, hey, like. Like, we kind of formed a friendship, and I was like, yeah. hey, let me take you guys out to dinner with, like, I had, like, $400, like, yeah. $300 in my account. I was like, you let me take you guys out to dinner, wherever it is, I'll pay, like, you know, yeah, I'll take yeah. you guys out. So, we went out, got some lunch. I paid for it. Like, they both tried to pay for it, and then yeah, I yeah. paid for it, um, and, like, ever since then, like, they kind of saw something in me. Like, I told them my story, and, like, what I wanted and how yep. I wanted to do it. And it was funny because she told me at the time, she's like, yeah, like last month. She told me she's like, she was really open. Like I made 60000 last month selling four houses. And I was like, I was like, dude, if I made $60,000 in a year, like that'd be nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it inspired me. And um, man, where do I go? <laughs> no, no, I was going to say from that, like, so during this whole process, you said you're 19 now. And like, so when you got into, I would say, learning from that one guy. So I'm you almost were 18. There. So this, is, this whole process, like from now, yeah. crushing it, e-commerce, doing all this software stuff. So you, what would you consider like your start of like educating yourself in real estate and then pivoting? Like was yeah. that at 18 so that's you kind of dove yeah, head first? Pretty much. That's where I'm going to get right now. I was, I got my license. I was ready to go. I was ready to start selling houses and I was working with her. She was kind of like my mentor, okay. but she wasn't really my mentor. She was just like, Hey, I'll help you sell your first house. Got it. Um, and then I was like, how do I make money in the meantime? Yeah. So I literally was caregiving at the time. I had my license. I was, I had a moment of spare time. I went on my laptop and I went on YouTube and I looked up. How to make money online. And I found Dan DeSilva's video. Yep. And Shout out to Dan DeSilva. He's been on the Rise Young podcast. <laughs> if you ever heard him, go check him out. Right. So I found his video. His entire video was explaining tri-funnels. And like, I think that's, I think that was his yeah. software at the time. He was just promoting it the entire time. But he was explaining like, hey, people will add this to cart and then you can sell them this and they buy more. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I was like, hold up, what? Like, what's going on here? Like, you can sell, like, sell, sell shit to people? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Uh, so I, I found the dropshipping and then I, learned more and more and more about it and then I set up my store and it was like my first store was completely trash <laughs> absolutely trash it was just like I had like stupid towels I had like sunglasses yeah yeah no theme whatsoever no so it's general store because I think a lot of people that may be listening to this like they think like niche store general store so like you started my, I had no idea so I started a general store okay I, my, I just went on Oberlo where they have all the products I didn't even know what AliExpress was okay I went on Oberlo and I just found like shit that looked funny and yeah, I put yeah. it on my store and then I named the store like this is why I'm poor okay. like, my, my idea was people would come on and laugh yeah and then buy something 
Yeah. So that's where did any sales end up happening through that? <laughs> no, no one. Okay. So <laughs> I'm curious. So like, when it comes to just kind of bridging the gap with everyone listening, like you started your story, you didn't know what you were doing, you found Dana Silva to now like crushing it. Like, real quick question before like getting into it, like what makes a store good and bad now that you've seen success with dropshipping? What makes a store good and bad? And like, what makes someone what stops someone from having success? Like bare minimum, like simple tactics. Okay. So I don't I don't think it's so much about the store. I think it's the way that you give I think it's the feeling that you give off. It's it's marketing. So yeah. marketing is is giving off a feeling. It's being able to get an ad in front of someone and saying, Hey, you should consider this or you should buy this or you should sign up for this. Um, and anytime that you can do that effectively, anytime you can get underneath someone in 10 seconds, yep. whether it be with copy, whether it be with uh, product photos, inspiring them, um, anytime you can do that very well, it's, it's easy to make money. And I think yep. that's what most people lack. I think most people think that Shopify is you just put products on there and you run a quick ad and then, you know, obviously people are going to buy, but it's not so much as that. It's, it's, you really have to understand marketing. And I think that this is why I'm fortunate because I've, ever since I was a kid, I've always been very good at understanding humans and just like Got it. very just, I just under, like psychology. I'm just yeah, like yeah. naturally really, really understand sure. very well. So I, I, I like just starting out out of nowhere, like I understood like what people would want to see because yeah. I was good at taking myself out of my shoes and putting them like in somebody that has Got a dog it. or yeah. somebody that has a cat or somebody that's interested in watches. I was yeah. good at like, okay, what would they like to see? And yep. doing that, like being who they need to be for them and then selling them on products. Got so it. I've always been really good at that. Um, and I think just being able to, to give off the vibe, like it's, I can't explain it. Em- emotional triggering with right. marketing in yeah. a sense. It's, it's, it, okay. I can't explain it on the podcast. But for sure. No, for sure. <laughs> I don't want to, uh, if you want to go watch my YouTube video. Well, so. Everything will be down below. All of his YouTube, Instagram, yeah. we'll make sure everything's down below that all of you can connect with him. But I think next question pivoting from that, because I think for me, like I don't really, I'm not involved in the total dropshipping space, but I, obviously I know about it and I have good friends that are crushing it like yourself. But for the people that let's say are trying so hard to just get involved with dropshipping and actually make their first dollar or have their first winning store, what do you think separates someone from creating a store that wins? Obviously marketing plays a toll, but when it comes to like the tactics of just the store itself, like is there any back end uh, plugins or things that you'd say make the critical difference, or is it marketing and yeah, that's yeah, all? That's, that's you're yeah, going, the feeling of marketing. Much, yeah, you're just it's, that's not even about it. Like somebody, if you think that installing an app on Shopify is going to be the difference, one hundred. I've heard that so much. Even no, though like, I don't even do drop shipping, people have reached out to me and they're like, "Hey, man," because I, I guess some people may think I do, and I'm like, "No, nah, man, I don't." And they're like, "Oh, man, like, I tried all these different plugins and all this." Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Do you think a lot of people that are starting it are trying to do too much? And Yeah, they're way overcomplicated. Okay, so look, this is this will be dropshipping advice, but it'll be advice on, on anything. Anyone, I think anyone that is successful watching this can agree with me. Um, modeling success is all you need. Um, so if you could find 10 competitors selling yep. a product that you're interested in selling, and you could find their store and find their ads, yeah, what... What's stopping you? Yeah, for like sure. if you know they're making money every day, and you know that, and you know where they're running ads, and you know how they're running ads, and you have access to everything because I mean it's all public. Yeah, what's why can't you? What's the yep. difference? And there, there's no difference. For People sure. don't understand that they're too caught up in and okay, I need to make sure that this is removed. I need to make sure that I have the right color scheme on my store. Yeah, it's like dude, you need to stop thinking about that. You need to first of all get a good product, and second of all, run a good ad. Yeah, if you don't know how, we'll go find people that are have good products and go find people that are running good ads and co- literally, yeah, don't copy them, but for sure, take what they're doing and and put your name on it, like sure. and, and change everything and make it yours, but. 
model success. And totally. I think that is the absolute, absolute easiest way to, to do anything. Probably the easiest way to get up to 100K a month Got in it. terms of business um, okay. is modeling success. So really, I want to just finish my story really quick. No, 100%. And then we just like kind of Q and A style, but um, where I left off was like I watched Andy Silva's video, right? Yeah. Okay, so I was watching his video, um, and then I found Thaddeus Strickland, which is actually right now a good friend of mine. Yeah. Thaddeus Strickland was more; he was less like start a general store and upsell, and you know, show yeah, like yeah. that. Thaddeus was, hey, start like a little brand, like have like a, a collection of products, maybe like three products and then a d- different variants of them yep. for a total of like twenty to thirty, and start a store. Um, and so I, I did that. And I found a couple of successful stores, which I didn't even know at the time that I was modeling success, yeah. but I found a couple of stores and I was like, damn, this looks really, really good. And I made my store look like theirs. Yep. Um, the first two weeks didn't go well because I promoted my products on saturated influencers, which I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Um, and then I found my first good influencer. So this is nuts. Actually, I was driving to work. I've told the story many times. It's like one of my favorite stories. <laughs> I was driving to work. It's a 10 minute drive at six in the morning. I was caregiving 12 hour shift. So Got it. making 10 bucks an hour after taxes, I'll probably take home like a hundred bucks for yeah. 12 hours. Um, I was driving to work and I, I had a new influencer at the time that wasn't saturated, but I didn't know that I ran my, my ad and on the way to work, I made $60 in 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. So that was nuts for me. By the end of the day, I made a hundred dollars from caregiving. And I made 480 from dropshipping. Oh my lord! Yeah, is that your first winning day? That was my first big day. Okay, man. Like the the person that I was working with at the time thought I was crazy because I was like jumping up and down, yeah, yeah. not being professional at all, and I like screamed on the way home. <laughs> um, but that month, so after the first successful day, when I found my first good influencer, yep. I was able to kind of distinguish good and bad Got by it. like comments and likes and yeah, many times for you know. sure. Like, you know, go ahead. I was gonna say after that, and then my first month, I think I pulled in like 5400. Like first month, like when you actually saw results and then double yeah. down on what's Once working. Once I saw results and I was like, okay, this is Got what's it. working. I pulled Got it. So, so question to touch up on that. What makes an influencer good and bad in your experience? Okay. So the only difference really is, is how often they've been advertising. If there's been an influencer that's been advertising for years, they're most likely not going to work well. Got it. Unless you have some killer marketing. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, if you just have a decent ad, it's not going to do well. So I've actually, people will say like, oh, do you need a million followers? Do you need like 10K followers? I had an influencer before with like 54,000 followers and I ran an ad and I was very, very, very profitable, but they won't last as long because they don't have as much volume. Totally. Um, But it was very, very profitable because it was the first ad that they've ever ran. Yep. And so basically everybody on the page was like, whoa. What is it? Check it out. It's an ad. Is it his store? Is it his product? Like who is this? Um, so that I would say definitely that's one thing. Ask influencers how long they've been running ads for. Got it. And if it's in like a couple of weeks or a couple of months and it's like you could try it. If it's a couple of years, probably yeah. no luck. But if it's cheap enough, then for sure. we'll test it. Yeah. For, so with finding influence, people that may want to know how to do that, is it just do you like on your personal Instagram reaching out to them or do you have like a separate page that you're reaching out to these influencers I'll on? reach out on my business Instagram. Okay. So I usually, I'll create a separate Instagram account for every store that I Got have because that's the branding part. I'm about to say. brand yep. around it, yeah. Because I know, I've heard Thaddeus talk about that before when I've seen him speak. Is like, I think the biggest thing, because I, I sat down with Jake from Movement Watches and they've obviously crushed the whole movement right. watch. They just sold for over 150 million. Do you think, in your expertise, like the branding of the product is, if not more valuable than the product itself? Um, I think, I think it's about 50, 50 on that. Okay. I think that a product is absolutely necessary, but I think that if you give the perception that you are a real brand, which is totally legal by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I get that question all the time. 100%. I explain people what I'm doing. Like, is that legal? I'm like, absolutely. Uh, Walmart does it. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you give off 
the perception that you are a legit brand in your marketing and the way you run your store and the way you have content and the way you, you know, yep. then absolutely both of those things together will make you successful for sure. Got it. Yeah. That's what's up. So I think people like that. Totally. Totally. So in the story of now, it's funny cause you brought up Thaddeus and obviously you guys are like great friends now. We've been right. hanging out at the village Empire house, spoke at the event together. Mm-hmm. So Thaddeus was someone that you came across after Dan DeSilva. So you started following him. Right. Was, was Thaddeus the guy that sort of like helped you jumpstart to actually get the results or what was the, I would say catapult to actually seeing success with the $60 day and then $480 day. Nothing. Just you just just me. grinding and testing different things. Nope. I never reached out to people. I never, okay. I never did anything. I just did it. I wrote down, I had a notebook, the same notebook that I wrote down my real estate stuff in. I had a, every single influencer, the name, the product I was promoting, the ad I was promoting, the copy, the time of day. And I'd write down every single order and how much profit I made. Got like the whole book was filled. Yeah. Um, I would just write down everything and just slowly optimize. I never reached out to anybody. I never, okay. actually, I never even bought a course on dropshipping until I made, I've already made like 10, 20 grand off of it. Yeah. And I bought a course and I was like, oh shit, like this, like I could, there was so much knowledge in there that I could have applied and made more money. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't I buy this sooner? Yeah. <laughs> um, so whatever though, it's, you know. That's what's um, up. And then, yeah, it was just me. Um, just me just testing different things always testing 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 just if this Got doesn't it. work what does trying yep. finding slowly slowly figuring out what does work and then obviously using those more and more That's dope. um and i don't remember i obviously i started youtube too because i um a lot of people like i was commenting on channels and i yep. became known in the comments people were like oh sebastian's gonna i told you know i was like commenting on that channel i was like yo dog like this is dope like, <laughs> like 600 bucks today i was like should I make a video like on how I did it? Cause like a lot of people are kind of getting into this and yeah. you know, I think I, I could shed some light maybe. And I did in my first videos, like people just really loved it. Like my first yeah. video, um, I think it got like 17,000 views. Okay. Um, and people were just really like, they're like, Oh, you explained this really well. Like that makes more sense. Um, and I just, I was like, okay, well I'll post some more videos. I guess yeah. I just try to help people out. Like if I could make a couple hundred bucks a day and help people out yeah. and that's, it works with me for sure. Um, and people were, it was helping them people totally. off right off the bat. People were saying, yo, like I actually did what you said and you make it a lot. <laughs> Simplistic and- yeah. And like now, like I made like 80 bucks today and I'm like, yeah. great. That's dope. Um, and I kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. And I, I was posting daily actually. And I did on YouTube? Yeah. From the start or what? Um, not from the start. From scratch. Uh, yeah. Once I started gaining momentum, I started posting daily and I didn't like it. And I took a break for two weeks. I bought a got new it. camera. I got some lighting and I was like, all right, I come back, make a video. It does it. Okay. And then I made another video and that was the 991 in 14 hours okay. where I just explained how I made $990 in 14 hours. Okay. Um, seven minute video. And that one went like semi viral. I think it's at like 380,000 wow. views right That's now. That's so sick. So that was really the, the backbone, like the support okay. to everything. So with, with social media as in like putting out content and impacting people, helping them make money from a YouTube standpoint, mm-hmm. when, you, when, would, when did that start as in like now you have this huge influence online, you're helping thousands of people. When was that pivot from like you saying, all right, let me make money and crush it with this store to like, all right, I actually think I can help people. Like what time of year, when was that? So, oh, what's, okay. So the time of the year, I don't. I don't remember. It was probably like late, late last year. Okay. So it's less than a year of like you putting out content from a personal branding perspective, you say, or what? Yeah. It was probably just, just, just probably just under a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I never even thought about it like that. I was never even like, I just want to teach people. Totally. I was never even like, I, was, I, I just thought like, Hey, like if I can do it, like I might as well, yeah. do you guys want to learn? Like, do you guys want to help? Like I can, maybe I can shed some light on something. Yep. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm a pro at this and, and totally. I can teach it. And like, I, I never, ever, ever said that either. I never claimed to be a pro. I literally, there's multiple videos where I'm saying like, guys, like I'm not like, there's people that know way more about yeah. me that don't have subscribers. There's people that know way more that do. I'm just like, 
I'm putting out content if you find it valuable, and that's yeah. perfect. So what was, I would say, from like an inspiration standpoint, because I think a lot of people that I've interviewed where it's like, I asked them, like, when was the pivot when it comes to you putting out content? Not in the sense of, like, you're trying to be the best at this, let's say, niche or whatever, but, like, when I said I'm with Grant Cardone, like, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money and they're crushing it behind the scenes, right. and it's a whole, I would say, different mindset to, like, pivot and build a personal brand and start putting out content. Was there any, like, inspiration or someone that was, like, all right, like you should put out content or was it just you being no. on social media and saying, all right, I know that social media is powerful or where did that come from? Like, were you using social media in the past just for personal reasons and then pivoted to business or was it just like casually you just started putting out content and then it's kind of built this brand over time? Well, I, I did always want to have like, I did always want to have like a YouTube following. Like I think okay. that everybody, like a Especially small part. in our generation. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a small part of everybody wants to have followers or yeah, yeah. influence people. Yeah. So there was a small part of me that was like, Oh, it'd be dope to have yeah, like yeah. a bunch of subscribers and stuff like that. But that was really like, like 3% of totally. the reason I started doing it. It wasn't in, in terms of like inspiration. I, I didn't look up to anyone. Okay. I don't like, I don't even right now. I don't have any actual mentors that I pay. I don't have, yeah. I don't really look up to anyone. Um, all I really do is I look at people that are where I want to be and I follow right behind them in their yep. footsteps very quietly yeah and I just I'm like all right I'm watching what you're doing totally that's all I do totally yeah that's what's up so YouTube wise content what's an average week look like how many times are you posting it on YouTube or what's the schedule like nowadays probably like two two to three times a week okay but I want to try to start posting a little bit more I've just been really busy with all my other projects um and I I don't know I think that my other projects are more important than YouTube but I still want to help people because people do find my content really valuable um and I very like one of the most comment to thing I get is like dude your content is just way better than everyone else's <laughs> oh, um, yeah. not throwing shade at anyone <laughs> I'm sure that you, you guys know. have to go check it out <laughs> after this podcast um, but I knew it was like somewhat true because my like all of my videos despite me having a lower subscriber count or even just like the same amount I, every single video I put gets more views okay every single one that's what's they up. always get like 10 to 15,000 views or like like 8 to 15,000 yeah. that's always more than everybody else just because I know when people click on my video they're expecting quality yep and so I want to deliver on that that's dope so, and I'm curious I want to kind of jump back to your story in a sense when it comes to like this year I graduated high school and for me it's like I, I had a mentor whether it be Ty Lopez or Gary V so in high school like going 9th 10th 11th 12th grade what was your day to day like? Were you into sports? Like, what was your passions back then? Like, do they have anything to do with what was it now, or just what was it like growing up in high school? Like before all this, because I think a lot of the the thing about people is like everyone has a story, and obviously you've touched on it. Mm-hmm. But I just want to condense this down like high school, because I think there's a lot of young people that listen to us that are either making money online or they're trying to, or they maybe may follow yourself and Thaddeus or people that are uh-huh. just dominating that space and like damn like I can never do that like, what would you tell that kid that's in high school that may not know what to do or who to learn from like what would you give to them man it's it's so weird because I can't explain it because like I just wish that everybody listening to this right now could just literally just open up their ears I thought the exact same thing like I was literally literally in that. your shoes like I you it's just like I can't I can't put it into words because if you're if you're listening and you think you know who I am or you know anyone that has influence and success like if you if you look at me and you say I couldn't be like him that is literally exactly how I would feel like if there was another kid with you know two million subscribers I was like there's no like this just doesn't make any sense I couldn't do it yeah um but now I'm actually the complete opposite um now I'm like oh I could do that too yeah for anything 
Yeah, I get like someone climbs Everest and they're like super athletic and it's like Im- nearly impossible to do it or whatever. I don't know anything about Everest, but yeah, <laughs> um, I would be like, I can do it too. I mean, he's human, I'm human. Yeah. And so anything I can do, anybody listening could probably do as well. That's amazing. Do you think that mindset came from momentum of accomplishments or how, where do you think that forms from? It came from success. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's, it's not a big deal. I'm telling totally. you that right now. If I, if I tell people that, then they could do it too. For sure. no. You don't need to experience yeah, yeah. success. Like I'm telling you that you can do it. No, that kind of goes like, I, I interviewed this dude, um, Christopher Kai one time and he's interviewed Elon Musk and he's like, this always stuck with me. He's like, never put people on pedestals because everyone's a no, human, you know? And like, I, I think that sort of resonates with exactly what you, what you just said. It's just like, if you think you can't do something and you put someone on a pedestal, it's like you have to break that mental barrier of like they're better than me and actually put it in reality where it's like they just may have more experience. They may have put more time into it. And now it's like it's your time to actually put in the work, you know? Yeah. I don't, uh, another, I don't know. Kind of another way to think about it would be um, obviously nobody's life is more important than another person's, right? My life, my life is not more important than, than another stranger that we you know just met yeah. or anything like that. Um, everybody is just as important in terms of like, like, do you know what I'm trying to totally, say? Totally. Like, it's like, it's a life. Like 100%. everyone is the same on that level. Yeah. Like, it, and everybody deserves, you know, that, that basic, whatever, what I'm trying to say, I can't the put it respect or just, yeah. yeah, 100%. So humans, we're all like, we're all the same in a sense. There's nothing that's that different about me or you or Grant Cardone or Gary V. There's nothing like drastically different except for the fact that. They just wanted it really bad, yep. and they just kept on going. They yeah. give up, and I think that's everyone in that case. Um, but I do want to touch on what you said about high school. Um, in high school, I want to, after this, I want to take it back just a little yeah, bit because I think yep. that's where a lot of my motivation came from. You good? Um, oh, that's where a lot of my motivation came from, from from when I was a child. That's why I'm like everybody tells me I'm old right now, even though I'm 19. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in high school, I partied a lot. I was really sociable. I had a lot yeah. of friends. I was pretty. I was really popular. I, I mean, I, I'd like to think so. Most people knew who I was. I always made people laugh. I was a really sociable person. Yeah. Um, I'm not like that at all anymore. Actually, I'm a lot Super more. Super I can see that. I'm a lot more lonely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just lonely as in like like purposely or yeah, of course, 100. Um, of course, people. Yeah, very purposely because I I really tried to. You, people, you'll realize that you'll have a lot more enjoyment out of life with high quality people, yep. even if it's five to ten of them compared to having 200 friends that can't be there for you. I love so it. Depth, rather, not with. Yeah. I'd rather have those people that I could text whenever, whatever, ask for anything yep. and anything, and I know they could, they could deliver just high-quality people that I can count on. Um, and there's not a lot of people like that. Yeah. So, uh, small circle of friends. But going back to when I was growing up, uh, my parents were divorced. Um, my father didn't pay child support, so my mom had to support mm. all four of us, me Dang. and my siblings, uh, living in Detroit. Um Man, it was rough. Like, we'd get dinner at McDonald's. It would all be $1. Yeah. You can't go over a dollar for dinner. My mom worked at Wendy's, actually, and we'd have to eat there a lot, too, because she'd get a discount. Um, but the roughest time was, um, we there was, a, there was three, two, three weeks out of a month where my mom couldn't afford electricity. Dang. So we didn't have anything. Everything in the fridge went bad. Um, we bought candles and actually cooked meals with candles. Oh, we yeah. have to, yeah. Because like the glass candles, and you'd, we would like cook eggs. Yeah, with candles. Um, That's because my mom couldn't afford to pay her electricity bill, mm. and so that was pretty humbling. And uh, I've heard, I've heard, I don't have money, or I don't have enough money, mm. probably ten thousand times in my life. I don't have money. I don't yeah. have money. I don't have money. Um, and I hated it because I saw everybody else just living normally, and I was 
incredibly like frugal like for for christmas like we would get i'd probably get like four presents and like yeah. uh, like two of them would be like socks and then like another one would be like a joke and it'd be like toilet paper yeah um like i would never actually get a real christmas gift like like actual real one maybe like maybe one but my mom would probably spend on all four kids probably like a hundred to two hundred dollars for yeah. christmas um so it just gave me like some serious perspective public, like when i was really young yeah that's why i've always been like old since i was like always been a soldier um perspective but always like i know that that's just, this is not what i want for mm-hmm. my kid like i just want my kids to be happy and not yeah. worry and i was always worried about my mom and always like from being like 12 11 years old yeah. i was always worried about her like i don't think 11 year olds should have to worry about their parents yeah, that makes sense yeah, they're just living life enjoy going to school being yeah. with friends um, but now obviously I take care of her I've, I've done a lot for my mom no, I was about to say like, what's the mindset between like you and your mom the relationship if you don't mind me asking now that's like you've you've been crushing in this scene and obviously you've had success like how has that been fulfilling to you but then her as well so she a mom's love won't change for her kids at all no matter who yeah. they become or who they are it always stays the same so my mom loves me the exact same way and treats yep. me the exact same way she'll be like she'll yell at me like come you know, come, yeah, yeah. come, come have lunch with me. Like, yeah. come go take out the trash. You know, stuff like that. Um, but I've I've done quite a lot for her, and she's very thankful. And my her entire life has been like, like, like walking on eggshells financially. Like yep. always worried, always stressed, always worried, always stressed. And I think that I've done a pretty okay job at kind of taking that off her shoulders. Yep. And that's more fulfilling than any jewelry or car you could buy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've I've helped me and my brother. Uh, have have bought in her car. That's I've, so sick. I've paid off her good her, stuff. Yeah, we've paid off her credit card debt. Um, I've helped my brother buy his wife a car. I helped my other brother pay off some debt that he was into. Yeah, yeah. And that's more fulfilling than anything. Oh, I can more imagine. Than, yeah, more fulfilling than any. I mean, the GTR's fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fast. It's fun, but helping family out, especially because they go through a lot, is the best thing yeah. in the world. That's so sick. Yeah. So that's so sick though. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that when it comes to like, not even just financial ability to support people, but like, that's what a lot of people aim to achieve in like helping their family, whether that be financially or mentally, just having that fulfillment. So that's so dope that you can do that so young. Yeah. So, so when it comes to, I want to kind of catch them back up to speed to like now it's like having from going from cooking on candles to now saying like, bought your mom a car, helping her so much financially. When it comes to the current situations in today with like the softwares and the whole your brand and e-commerce, what would you say like an average week looks like for you? Where are you spending your time? Do you have a schedule or like wh- wh- how do you operate? Because I think a lot of people are different, and sometimes people look at that and think like, "All right, maybe that will help me, or maybe it won't." But like, what's your operation day to day? So I don't. This is probably going to be a very different answer than most people. No, no, it's here. all good. I know we were talking earlier today. There will be days where I don't do anything at all. Or it'll just be an off day and there'll be days where I I work for a good majority of the day but I, I don't do much I would actually right now in this current state I would say that I've I've lost momentum almost because I had a lot of momentum when I was blowing okay. up um, but not right now actually maybe like a month ago I lost I lost a lot because I, I became really comfortable okay. uh, and I realized that so that's why I started a couple new projects this month and I'm getting it back and I'm focusing a lot more on work um, but an average week is 
just a, a couple hours of work a day, unless it's like an off day and I'm yeah. just not feeling, just don't, I just don't want to do anything. I'll hang out with friends. Yeah. I really enjoy hanging out with friends, totally. laughing, going and doing things. Yeah, like you said today, we went ice skating today. Um, shout out to the whole squad, but right. it's sort of a thing of balance and like balancing that. Is that super important to you? Um, I, it's important, but it's not difficult. It's yeah. not difficult. I'm like, I'll probably go work for the rest of the night yeah. after this. And then yeah. Tomorrow, who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I actually live day by day. Yeah, um, for sure. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. That's, no, I totally, uh, you, it's funny because this podcast is going on right now that you guys are listening to. He was like, yeah, like, let's knock it out today. And I'm like, oh, maybe tomorrow. He's like, dude, let's do it today. Like, scheduling is not my thing. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I, you, can't, you can't schedule anything with me over 48 hours. Okay. So if you say you want to get dinner, it's either going to happen right now or like... Tonight at the latest. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want yeah. to get dinner tomorrow, you have to text me tomorrow. Yeah, in the morning. Just shoot me yeah. text. Like, hey, let's get dinner today. All okay. Right, no, we're doing it. That's what's up. That's what's up. So I have a couple of questions to ask you, like leading to this end of this podcast is number one, just when it comes to um, long-term passion of just, you said the software stuff, do you want to get into that or is that something private regarding just your current projects that people maybe can stay tuned on on your YouTube or Instagram? Like, what do you want people to know more about what you have going on, on now just so you can catch the people up to speed about like, what should they be expecting from you in the near months? Okay, so yeah, um, I have I've touched on software a lot but I've never, get, I've never gotten detailed with it yeah. because I like to keep that private. Um, my, my goal, I guess with software, I'll give you my goal with software and real yep. estate. Um, Moving away from dropshipping, um, my goal is to build a collection of softwares that I could sell for yep. multiple millions of dollars. Yep. Um, and another goal is to build up a real estate portfolio of apartment complexes um, and to have residual income. So I think that my goal is maybe like a million a week. Yeah. And I think that at that point, I'll probably... I, I mean, I'll never stop working. I'll always look for the next thing that I can totally. do. But I think that at a million a week, I'll be like... I am at this point you could probably do anything that you want yeah um, maybe I'm wrong but we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll have to see um, later in the podcast in like 5-10 years <laughs> <laughs> podcast for you round 2 <laughs> so yeah that's that's my goal with software um, real estate is obviously to build up a collection I'll probably buy my um, my first big apartment complex um, early to mid 2019 I think okay so that's about 5 you guys love to stay months. tuned for that one yeah cool. that'll be that'll be interesting um, so I'll probably do that and then I have like the whole thing I was touching on earlier, the brand that I'm creating. Yep. I actually think that that has like, like I don't like billboard potential, like okay. like that, like that could be known, you know, across the entire like country. Creating a brand around a certain product, in a right. sense. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, but you have to follow him on YouTube to figure out more. Go follow him on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that's something because creation is really like fulfilling. Yeah. Building something like and watching grow. Yeah, that's why people that have kids, it's like like anything that you create in life and make and watch grow um, will just make you happy because yep. it's your creation. So I think that that will be really, really fun. I think that I'll probably spend more time on that in the next year, um, even though it will probably generate less revenue for me. Yep. Um, just because it will be creation. Yeah. I like that. 100%. So yeah. Creation is the way to go. Last question before we wrap it up is just, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned from like succeeding from failing? What's something that just has stuck in with you that you've sort of like used as a leverage point to just keep going? Maybe you failed at something and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to keep doing it. Like, what would you say is a characteristics that a characteristic that you have strengthened that you may or may not know of when you were 17, 16? I nothing is impossible and I, I I really hate one thing my pet peeve is being very cliche and I hate motivational speeches and yep. I hate like 
you can do it, you can do For it. Sure. I hate, I hate that stuff. But I feel like when I talk, I do an okay job at, at getting to people and helping them realize what I'm saying and helping them kind of get on the same level that I'm at. Yep. Um, but I really, really try hard to get people to understand that nothing is, nothing is impossible at all. Um, literally nothing, especially in business, literally nothing is impossible. Like you could take any business and go and model that business and follow in the footsteps of what that person is doing and, and and make money. Even if you, even if you mess up, even if someone makes 50 grand a month, right. Or let's just say like a grand a day or five grand a day, even if you mess up and like, you can only accomplish 50%. That's still like that's ri- yep. ridiculous, and I think that most people listening will will think that okay, they're at a podcast, you know, they're doing this, they're doing this, like that's like never gonna yeah. happen. Like, yeah, why? Why not? Why? Totally. Like, it, it totally could happen. I mean, there's there's nothing there's nothing special. Humans are all on some level exactly the same, right? They're all there's all these base qualities the that all humans share, um, and I don't think that anyone can do like it's not. It's hard. It's like hard to to put into words, but nothing. My whole point is nothing is impossible. For I sure. just, I'm just trying not to sound cliche. No, no, that makes but sense. Nothing like you could you could actually do anything that anybody else is doing. Yeah. You could actually do it. Yeah, because um, like you were in that same position. You said right. It's like the mental transition of thinking that and now being where you're at, like just getting that message across. I think right. just from our conversation is like super important to you. That's what I'm. Really you were in those footsteps that now you've been able to now inspire people on the flip side. Yeah, I just that's I just don't I don't want to motivate people at all in my life. I don't, yeah. I don't that's not my goal. Um, I just want to like like shake them yep. and wake them up and be like, look, look, like, yeah. what's in front of you? Like, yeah. if you want this, you can have it. Just go get it. Like, yeah. it's right there. <laughs> literally, like it's like a dog like sitting down. It's there's a dog toy right in front of it, and it's like like it's how right do I there. get up? Do I have to use my back leg first? Do I have to use my front leg first? Like, do I have to? Yeah. Like, you know, what do I have to do? Like, just go go get the fucking toy. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally. You know what I mean? Like, For go. Sure. Nothing is impossible. Yep. If you see another dog going and standing up and getting the toy, just go do what the yep. other dog does. For sure. Oh, that's a really weird example. No, no, <laughs> so, so, so that being said, I know everything that you're putting out content now, where is the best people that people can stay in touch with you and actually learn more about what you're doing? Um, definitely my Instagram and my YouTube channel. On YouTube, I give a lot of practical advice on dropshipping, which is what I got started and how I made my first bit of my first chunk of money. Um, and then Instagram is more like my day-to-day life where you can see my content where I'm going and I kind of like post funny stories so go follow me on Instagram it's at sure. young with ambition yeah and everything will be down below and last but not least make sure you please check out Sebastian on YouTube check give him out. a subscription go follow his content I know I've looked at it before and it's freaking phenomenal and if you're into dropshipping I know that you have a lot of content there yeah. so if you want to learn more about what he's doing and how you can actually learn from him make sure you go give him a follow and other than that man appreciate you coming on the show yeah, bro, thank you